I'm on my way across London to meet a group of blockchain entrepreneurs. They've all just completed a 13-week incubator program. That means they've been given financial backing and advice and mentoring and things like that to get their blockchain businesses off the ground. Tonight, they're taking part in an event called Demo Day, where they'll present their business ideas to an audience that might include some investors or partners or future employees. You're listening to CoinGeek Conversations, an earful of Bitcoin and blockchain. Well, this is a crowded room full of people drinking champagne and eating donuts. But before I speak to the founders of some of these startups, I want to have a word with Taz Gott, co-founder and director of State Zero Labs, the organization behind the program. I asked her what the event is all about. Tonight we, uh, we launched our first ever State Zero Labs Demo Day. And so that's like a graduation for our first cohort of startups who've gone through our 13-week program. We've accelerated their growth. They've met 90 mentors. They've had nearly 30 um, workshops that they've been put through over the past 13 weeks. And this was their chance to really show what they've done in those past three months. Now, they've all selected because they are startup ideas that uh, involve the blockchain, right? That's right. And um, was there any other criteria beyond that? So actually for us, because we are going very early stage, so these are startups that might not yet have a product built, or they might have just built something and maybe have one or two clients. And so the most important thing to us actually was looking for an exceptional team. And then what we're looking on top of that is that they're building an application that really, really needs blockchain. You know, it's actually going to, it's being used for business sense, it's being used for all the right reasons, and they don't lead with the technology because actually what they're doing is solving a genuine business problem. So they are the two key areas that we that we look at. So when you were going through all the applicants before we selected the people who had been on the programme, what did you discover about the sort of general nature of ideas that use blockchain? So I think we were incredibly impressed with the scale and, and widespread um, ideas of where blockchain could really be used. Because I think in the media, of course, we've heard about cryptocurrency, but we only focus on the enterprise side of things. Um, so actually, uh, we are sector agnostic. So we have seven startups that are all utilizing the technology in totally different ways, tackling totally different problems. Um, and what we actually found was that over 50% of our applications were using tech for good, which was um, a fantastic surprise and something that we hope to continue to see. And what does that mean? So they're actually using the technology in order to give back to people. Maybe that's in terms of charity. Maybe it's in terms of corporate social responsibility, sustainability, environmental issues. Um, that was the biggest percentage of our applications. And that just happened? You didn't advertise for that? No, so for our first cohort, we actually didn't um, do any marketing as such. We didn't spend money on marketing. It was all about organic growth. Because we're an accelerator, that actually what we're looking to do is bridge the gap between humanity and tech. We're very focused on people, so it was really important for our first cohort to go out and actually, you know, shake people's hands and get to know them. So no, we weren't specifically looking for any kind of industry. We were just looking for genuine business problems to be solved using the tech. But they are all intending to be profitable businesses, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And so here we are three months later. What's it all been? What's it been like? What's been the journey they've been on? 
It's been absolutely phenomenal to see their unbelievable growth. And so what we do is we build this uh, 60% of the program up front, which will cover everything that a business needs to know to be successful, from legals through to marketing. But then the 40% we actually take from what they say they need. And that's actually really important to be that little bit more bespoke, because actually we're sector agnostic and not every business is the same. So I think what we've seen is some unbelievable acceleration. Um, some of them have got clients now. They've got proof of concepts ready. Um, they've got MOUs. You know, they've actually got people signing on the dotted line ready to work with them. And I think what we're really noticing is that for widespread adoption of blockchain, it's actually startups that are going to enable that. The seven startups on the program cover a wide range of sectors, from services to heavy industry. The first founder I spoke to was Edward Obiamov. He and his team are interested in how goods are shipped around the world and believe the paperwork behind maritime trade can be revolutionized with blockchain. So uh, we are named ETEU. Uh, we're developing a blockchain-based platform to enable uh, paperless trade facilitation in maritime logistics. That seems like a big ambition. Uh, well, yeah, I, I would say so, but... Um, I think we're targeting the underserved spot in the market, which is small and medium-sized shippers, because most of the big freight shipping companies are starting to realize the amazing potential of blockchain for maritime logistics and international trade. Uh, some of you probably heard of the Marsk working with IBM and some of the other shipping grants moving into this area. However, because most uh, small and medium-sized uh, freight shipping companies and freight forwarders don't have uh, technical and financial resources to build their own solutions, we're ki kind of targeting to them, to those uh, who have to compete with big shipping brands. So if um, a shipping company wants to sign up for your product, what exactly happens and what do they get from it? So uh, pretty much we're not only serving shipping companies, we're also working with freight forwarders and uh, it's our primary audience. So freight forwarders is companies which kind of accumulate cargo and then from importers and exporters and then kind of negotiate the, and organize the shipping process. Uh, so pretty much we have two options. We, you either can uh, download the software and uh, kind of use it on your own machine or you can uh, access our platform via the web application. And how essential is the blockchain to this? Would this have been possible as a database technology? So, uh, shipping industry is very kind of old-fashioned in terms of the doc documentation. More than 90% of uh, crucial original documents in the shipping industry remain paper-based and for quite simple reason of trust between different parties. So, uh, blockchain enables us to ensure trust between different parties involved in the international supply chain because it's kind of an unhackable ledger uh, which kind of ensures that all information is valid and was confirmed by the previous party. So there was a number of entries during the last 20 years which tried using centralized database in order to build something similar to what we are doing. Uh, they ultimately didn't succeed in scale, pretty much for the exact reason of trust. But you are going to have to persuade your customers to trust well, to trust your business, but also to trust in the blockchain. Will that be difficult, do you think? I think it's actually the other way. We don't have to persuade them to trust our business because the way our system is built, 
we don't have control over the customer's data. Uh, we can't change anything. We can't manipulate it. We kind of just provide you the access to the blockchain in the nice, easy-to-use way. So customers just have to trust the blockchain platform. And uh, as I mentioned during my presentation, uh, over 80% of uh, global corporate executives globally believe that blockchain can bring value to the value chain. So I think with growing adoption and awareness about the possibilities of blockchain technology, it's kind of solving this issue for us. Uh, have you enjoyed the camaraderie of the group here? Has it been fun? Yeah, it's really interesting experience. That's my uh, first demo day of this sort. So yeah, it's really interesting and really nice to meet all the people. And to, to move your business forward now, do you need to raise a lot of money or what happens? So we're currently raising 250k in order to build out the solution from the MVP which we have right now to the final product which will be uh, able to launch to the market in 11 months time. So yeah, we're raising pre-seed round of 250k. And are you hoping that somebody is going to come up and uh, write you a check after your presentation this evening? Well, uh, I don't think it's that easy, but hopefully we'll make some meaningful connections which can transfer to the conversation both about investments or possibly potential partnerships. CoinGeek Conversations. Tell me about it. The next startup I talked to wants to help small businesses. It's called Deputy AI, and its co-founder, Lexa Hunt, has a background in investment banking and consultancy. Is it possible to explain to me simply what your product is going to yep. be? So Deputy AI is a is about building better businesses and taking away the tedium of all that business admin. So every business has to handle whether it's making filing returns at company's house, whether or not it's buying insurance, it's renewing contracts, it's it's renewing policies, it's looking at documents and updating them for regulation. This is the stuff that every business needs to do. Um, and it is the kind of things that business owners, managers, heads of operations end up doing at the end of the day, in the evenings, at the weekends. And it distracts them from running their businesses and growing their businesses. Um, it seems very complicated, um, but actually a lot of it, if you've got the right advice and the right guidance, um, is something that you can do relatively simply. But so what is the technology that you are creating that makes it possible to sort of automate these processes? So first of all, really using natural language processing and, 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 and all the elements of AI will take your documents and extract the key information. That may just be a renewal date, it may be key clauses, um, it may be critical information that you need to act on at various times. Um, we will then understand your business, learn more about it and make sure that the right people are told to do the right things at the right time. Um, so really using the AI, using chatbots, using um, applications such as Slack that, that, that most technology savvy small businesses use, you can ask it any question. Um, providing we have learned about your business, we can, you can ask us what your bank account number is, We can you can ask us what your VAT number is and it's all secure held on the blockchain with a fingerprint so that that data is yours you look after it um, but it's all in one place and it's available for you 24-7 So will your product include a, a specific number of tasks that it can deal with? 
it will grow over time. So the more you, more information you put in about your company, the more information and the more information we learn about it. So if you're on Slack, for instance, it will be monitoring the conversations and the documents that you're sharing on Slack, and it will be able to say this is an insurance policy or this is an employee handbook, um, and it will be able to learn more about your business. So therefore, it will be able to become more knowledgeable or more helpful to you. And it also connects into your various apps. So Companies House, um, so you don't forget your reporting dates. It, it will link into your finance apps. Um, it will link, in, link into your HR apps. So everything is in one place centralised for you. I mean, it sounds great, but it also sounds to me like something like Microsoft would be putting billions of dollars into researching this and creating a product like that. But it seems a very, very ambitious and we're going to start slowly, which is where we are today. So we're working with companies, smaller companies, you know, under 50 employees, where the real pain is, um, and ultimately building it up over time. Uh, the whole point about blockchain and distributed technologies and t- distributed data, yeah, that is a big problem. And if you go round to any of the tech events, you know, what business owners say is, I now have too many apps. And you're right, a Microsoft, a, an Amazon, a Google, yes, you know, being able to control and, and be the, the, the centre, the hub for all your business data, um, you know, we want to crack that space while we can at the moment. So you've been on this three-month incubator programme yep. at State Zero. What's that been like? It's been fascinating. I've worked with incubator programmes and accelerator programmes before. Um, I think Katie and Taz are running a really interesting accelerator. They're very focused on their cohort um, and uh, they have given us access to incredible um, network of mentors, investors, um, but also a lot of expertise, be it branding and positioning, purpose. Um, They've given us a huge amount of energy. Has it been a little bit like going back to school? Um, not quite going back to school. Well, university <laughs> Possibly university. Um, we've learnt a lot. We've grown up a lot. Um, it's given us a lot of focus, um, a, huge, a huge amount of energy, but most of all it's given us the confidence to move forward. Because this is a little bit like prize day today, maybe. Um, yeah, that's an interesting way of putting at it. But looking at it, we uh, it was it was half demo day, half pitch day. Uh, were we was there a winner amongst us? Um, the winner amongst us are those of us that managed to move forward and continue to build our businesses. I don't think State Zero are going to pick one of us over over any of the others. And are you trying to raise money? Uh, we've closed out our first round, our SEIS round, um, and yes, we are. Therefore, you know, in any startup, you then move on to the next treadmill. So we're now going to be uh, launching our MVP, onboarding our first ten customers, and then looking out there for the next the next fundraise to take us and uh, take us to the next level. Really enhance the AI and the uh, the data science part of it. Finally, how central to all this is the blockchain? Um, I mean, blockchain is a new technology. Uh, We could build deputy AI without the blockchain. We need the AI. Um, but we believe in a increasingly regulated world and we come out of financial services so we fundamentally understand regulation and um, being able to the immutability of the blockchain and being able to create that audit trail 
of your core business documentation um, is, is, is critical. And increasingly, businesses are um, under pressure to show that they're in control of their documentation. And that is where the blockchain will make a marked difference in the future. I mean, you say you could potentially make the product without the blockchain, just at a superficial level in terms of winning customers and winning investors. Is the blockchain a a positive or a negative? It's not a negative, um, but it is a newer technology that uh, people are a little bit more cautious about. Um, by so we can we we are definitely pursuing the blockchain, and we can show how it works. Um, but it isn't um, it, it isn't something that we can't move forward without. The third entrepreneur I met, Luke Baker, is co-founder of My Resonance an idea about how to encourage people in companies to do good things and be rewarded for that by their companies supporting charities. It's based on a blockchain token, but I'm sure Luke can explain it better than I can. Resonance is a digital token that's backed by a commitment from companies or individuals to make a specific impact in the world. So if we think about that, what does that mean? So it's a financial commitment from someone that they will make a specific impact. This then is creates a digital token and this can be given out to individuals off the back of something and it's off the back of some of a specific action. So the, what happens in the world is individuals day to day are doing things that have an impact. Maybe you're riding to work or walking to work. There's a, there's a, there's a, there is a environmental angle to that, there's an environmental impact, but that goes completely unnoticed in day to day life. By connecting resonance to these actions, we create a system where impact is recognised across a sphere of different things. So this backed token gets issued out to then an individual who does something in their day-to-day life, like riding to work, they can then exchange this for charitable donation or whatever the underlying um, specific impact that underlies that token. And who's paying for it then? So uh, we're working with companies. Um, So companies at the moment, they recognise that it's really, really important. The social issues are becoming more and more prominent in day-to-day life. Um, and they need ways of being able to communicate their purpose to individuals, to their customers. So what Resonance provides is the ability for them to do that. So they underwrite this, this, this uh, currency. Uh, we call it a cultural currency. Um, and that allows them to create that alignment between the individuals who are uh, doing this and are potentially their customers and what they're, do- what they're about. And why do you need the blockchain for that? Um, so couple reasons. Firstly, um, the, these, these, this, this cash pool that we will sit, um, we need that. Trust is, is a big issue within that area already. Um, there is this kind of murky pool which is deemed CSR and not very many people know what it really means. What does um, it mean? Co- corporate social responsibility. Right. And so uh, it's, it's a key part of every organisation um, or large organisation defining what their strategy is and, and kind of what their purpose is as an organisation. So we bring some clarity to that. Um, so that's number one. And the second part is we come from gaming backgrounds, so we deal in um, engagement. Uh, so we deal in uh, creating really engaging environments and there's different levels of data. And the effectively what blockchain is, is it's just a database. 
And for us, it's a really effective database to be able to tease out those data points in a number of different levels. And that just gives us flexibility that we just don't have with a normal SQL database. So if I <coughs> cycle to work, yes. um, a company thinks that's a good idea. Yes. So I get awarded a resonance token, token, a yeah. resonance token. Yep. and then what do I do with it? You can exchange that then for a basically impact, or it could so be a charitable I can say, donation. Well, I'll give that to Oxfam or something. Correct. So you'll have a uh, typically you'll have a selection of different charities, and you can then go and do that. Yes. Uh, if everyone in the company is really, really good and nice, is the resonance token's going to run out? Of course. So yeah, you so see, you bring up a good point. So what we're doing now is we're building up. So my background is financial markets, so I, I started on Wall Street back in 2008. Probably should have finished there, but I didn't. I did about seven years working for Deutsche Bank and BlackRock, um, and it's all about building up a liquidity pool. And this is the same, um, these are the same issues that every new, we, don't, we try not to sit ourselves within that area, but every crypto is dealing with at the moment. And so yes, we have those same issues. So we're building, we're looking to partner with companies who have a very clear mission statement and want to have a, a positive impact in the world. Um, and so we are partnering with them to create a liquidity pool around this. Um, but how would that, in the end, the company would still have to pay more money if they wanted more good things to happen? Than they, or they that's wanted. correct, yeah. So that's the start of our liquidity pool. Um, our long-term goal is that uh, individuals will start to also contribute to this wider pool um, of, of good, effectively. And could, could you do this without the blockchain? Um, so I've spoken to my CTO about this a lot. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. When, you. when you look at the different technology stacks, um, it's a choice for us. Uh, it saves, actually, my CTO a lot of work. Um, so that's, that's kind of where we, we sat at. I'm not going to lie. I realize that there's complications with using blockchain, and we, we, we're aware of that. But we think net net that this technology is the right technology to take us forward. Great. Well, and how have you enjoyed the three months of working with all these other guys here? It's been great. It's been great. Uh, there's some really great companies within kind of within the cohort. Um, they talk about humanity and tech, and there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of uh, other organisations that really kind of talk about that. But I've I really see it evidenced in what they do day to day to help startups and, and bringing kind of that human element to what is something that's quite complicated uh, technology. I'll leave the last word to Tazgold from the organisers of the programme State Zero Labs. In working with all these blockchain businesses, how does she feel now? about how to get new businesses in this sector off the ground. I think what we have definitely identified is that when you lead with the technology, it confuses people and it, it kind of takes the limelight and that's not necessarily the way it should be. So I think the biggest thing that we've learned is that people really matter. We still buy and sell from people and no matter how complicated or how deep the technology gets, like blockchain, and where people don't necessarily understand the technology, it doesn't matter as long as they're solving a genuine business use case. And so I think we've really learned that with this tech too. And, and cryptocurrency just doesn't come into it, or could it have come into it? 
are you against cryptocurrency or what? We're not against cryptocurrency, but what we are looking to do is just focus on the business side. So obviously crypto's got its thing. It's doing great in certain areas. It's done not so great in others, like any kind of business. And that's fantastic. But actually what we want to do is focus on business use cases to start to differentiate the difference between the two so that enterprises can really understand how they can use this technology. And so now you're on to round two. We are, yes. So we are open for applications at the moment. They close on the 12th of July, and you can find those applications on our website. Um, The next cohort starts in September, so September the 2nd. And actually what we do is we take a minimum of six startups. We took seven this time. And we give them up to 50K of um, equity-free investment. And then we look to invest in them further down the line. They also, of course, get the business program, um, and they also get free office space. And we open up our network to them to enable them to grow. And they get a lot of donuts as well. <laughs> Absolutely. I think what we've tried to do with the State Zero brand is to show the technical side of things, so the cog, and then the human side, so the donut. So thank you so, so much to everybody again for coming today. Now what we'd love you to do is to go off and network, go and speak directly to the startups, and of course we've got wine, we've got beer, and we've got canapes. Oh, sorry. And branded donuts. How did I forget? So please, off you go, tuck in. Thank you so much. State Zero will be launching a second incubator program in the autumn. Closer to home for us and before then, CoinGeek is sponsoring a virtual hackathon in which developers are invited to submit ideas for projects to be built on the Bitcoin SV blockchain. Three finalists will be flown to the CoinGeek conference in Toronto at the end of May, and there are valuable prizes to be won too, in BSV of course. All the details are on the CoinGeek website. Thanks to everyone at State Zero and their program participants, and thanks to you for listening. Till next week, goodbye. <laughs>